This episode of Brunettes, Beans, and Babble contains discussions of sex, rape culture, and sexual violence. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Brunettes, Beans, and Babble. We are your brunettes. I'm Emma. And I'm Emily. A couple of girls with lots of opinions and coffee addictions. Good job! (laughs) What's next? What are we drinking? We're both drinking the same thing now. Yeah, we are. Dark chocolate beans with vanilla. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, today, we're going to talk about sex. I mean, I could just pose my question again. Whose responsibility is it to educate yeah. young adults? Um, that's an excellent question, and there kind of isn't a really good answer. Um, then the the, uh, the, the follow-up to that question, which can be posed at the same time, is then, like, what is your... What do you see as being a viable solution to this, like, we don't have great sex ed in schools um i mean i think first like how do you get this information to people first and foremost i think that all public schools i mean private schools have different rules but um public schools at the very least need to have comprehensive medically accurate um LGBT affirming sexual education. Can I pose another question to that statement? Yes. What to you does comprehensive include? Because Uh you already said, I'm saying this because you already said that part of the hard, and I agreed with this, part of the hard thing with teaching sex ed in schools is you're meeting everybody where they are. are. You don't know what they're getting at home. You don't know what I mean, even if you do know, like, you can't control what they're getting at home, what their religious backgrounds are, what their beliefs for themselves are. Right. So what does that look like in a school setting? I also have an answer to this. I'm just letting you go first. (laughs) Okay. Um, Because I posed the question. I think... Um, I mean, obviously covering, like, anatomy and... I think medically medically accurate anatomy is a big one for me. It's a big one, because a lot of places do not require that sex education be medically accurate, which is is so fucked up. A problem for so many reasons. Um, medically accurate anatomy... Um, and it is like covered thoroughly, covered thoroughly, not just like, everybody gets a diagram. Yeah. Not more than just the diagram. (laughs) Everybody gets the diagram. Um, clearly I still had questions. So clearly I still had questions, um, covering like, uh, hormone cycles in both men and women and 
I mean all genders, but hormone cycles. Um, covering menstrual cycles, um, all phases of that. And this is information that both men and, like, that all people should have. Not yeah. just the people who, like, have that particular anatomy. Mm -hmm. Like, all, like, it's good information to all, for all people to have because it, like, I don't know, it makes you a better partner, it makes you a better friend, um, it just makes you a more knowledgeable person. Yeah. So, um, and then you don't have people being like, <laughs> uh, oh, can't like, you just like hold it in? Hold it in. And did you see, <laughs> see governor? Maybe. But there was, there was some government person who in an interview sure. asked because he had said, well, like a colonoscopy, you just use a camera. He asked if that could be used to see a fetus. <laughs> no, it can't. <laughs> no, that's not... That's not how anatomy works. That's not how anatomy works. Yeah, so... And that is an elected official. That is an elected official, a grown-ass adult, who... I mean, again, I don't totally remember who this was or what... Where he is in the government, but, like... Is probably has some influence on decisions being made about abortion right now, like and sex education and sex education and yeah a million things that have to do with that. But yeah, yeah. So just you know, people should have that information. Um, teaching pleasure and um, relationships because the other thing with sex ed is we should have more. Um, like education about like healthy relationships and like mm -hmm. abuse and like some of those like red flag warning signs mm -hmm. um because they can be so subtle and so small and it's really hard to like it's it's hard to catch them sometimes and so because there's like obviously there's like the overt like <clears throat> don't let like if people hit you, that's wrong. Like, but yeah. there are so many other, like, more insidious forms of abuse that aren't, like, physical. Somebody, like, hits Hit you. you. Yeah. Whatever. So, like, that is also really important. If you have, like, the more information you have, the more able you are to, like, see those things not saying that like if you have that education like it's going to be perfect 100% of the time you're going to catch every little red flag because like obviously that's also not true but it gives you like it empowers you to like see that more um because yeah that's a whole other thing and, I mean, we can go into, like, rape culture more in a, another episode, but, like, just to, like, um, touch on that, like, we really need to, like, fucking patriarchy, man. We need to, like, 
sort of dismantle our whole like conception of what sex is and how it like is supposed to work because like and also like this is why you need more comprehensive sex education because you need to like teach like pleasure and stuff like that like sex is not just for procreation right sex does not exist solely to make more human beings and people have sex for way more reasons than procreation um and that's not wrong it's it it's not like dirty it's not taboo like it's normal and again as stated earlier, I'm Catholic. I come from that background. Um, and I very much, like, regardless of your religious beliefs, you need to know that for the people around you. Because mm-hmm. um, that's something I said to my sister. Um, was just, like, you need to have this information, even if it's not something that you are personally going to use, Mm -hmm. then you're able to help your friends if you can see that they're not in a good situation. Or if they are in a good situation, you can help them, like, see that and identify that, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then with all of that, like, like, female pleasure is just as important as male pleasure, Um, like, the whole, like, the number of partners you have, how often you have sex, like, not having sex, none of that is, whatever choices you make regarding your sexuality and your, like, sexual activity are totally fine, as long as everybody is, like, consenting adults, it's fine. Mm -hmm. It does not matter. None of that, like, makes you wrong or bad or anything. If everybody is happy and consenting and into it, like, you go. So we, like, and then in with that, we need to talk about, like, with the, like, pleasure thing, we need to dismantle the idea of, like, and reconstruct the idea of what is good sex and what is bad sex. Because a lot of things, and I, okay, I'm gonna plug this Instagram account because I love it. It's so good. It's, um, I am empower on Instagram, I-A-M-E-M-P-W-R. Um, and I will list it in the episode notes. But it's um, <clears throat> an account uh, supporting and empowering survivors of sexual slash relationship trauma to heal together. Um, and it talks a lot about, like, you know, like, you, like, <sighs> words are hard. Um, like, it does. A lot of it, like, comes from that, like, place of, like, healing from trauma. 
but it's just good information for everybody to have, like, like signs of like coercion and, um, like ways to like, like information about consent and like, even like aftercare, like after sex. Oh, that's um. A, mm, I have things on that. Um, I have things on that. I have things on many things, but I have things on aftercare. Just like ways to like sort of build that like your like information and like sex positivity in your own life, and it does like come at it from that place of like healing from trauma. But it's it's really just good for everybody. Um, so one of the things that one of their posts, which I <laughs> found a while ago, and is I fucking love it. It's so good. Is um, bad sex versus sexual violation. And it's like, you know, what, like, things that we have been taught are just, like, bad sex are actually, like, much worse than that. And it's really, like, um, you know, that like violation and that is not something that anybody should ever like have to go through um so um i'm just gonna read this this post um uh bad sex versus sexual violation bad sex you farted they farted their sweat drips in your eye their pubes chafe your inner thigh you get tangled with switching positions. You really need to pee. <laughs> you hit your head on the headboard. So those are all like, that's just like, not great sex. <laughs> sexual violation, on the other hand, um, a sexual experience that leaves you feeling used, guilt, shame, or disgust. Some or any part of a sexual experience, is, a sexual experience crosses a boundary you felt pressured or unable to say no. You didn't want some or any part of the sexual experience. And then it says bad sex is normal. Feeling violated is not. So, and I like, when I first saw this, I put it on my story and I was like, I don't know who needs to hear this, but it wasn't just bad sex. Cause I feel like, and like, I've had my own experiences with this about, like, thinking things were bad sex when they were more than that. So, like, we just need to, we need to relearn what is bad sex and what is good sex. And what is violation. Um, all forms of, all available forms of birth control and side effects and risks um um uh teaching that there are like sexuality and gender are spectrums and you know people fall all over the place on within those spectrums and all of that is okay um 
Um, and then consent. Consent. Yeah. I think that's the yeah consent. That's the thing is it needs to be what what consent looks like. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would agree with all those things. And that fits into more than like a week of sex education, which is what I got. Like that takes up more than a week. Mm-hmm. So it needs to be longer. I think, so going back to the original question that I asked, which is whose responsibility it is. Um, and then, you know, whatever my second question was, I went with that. Mm -hmm. Whose responsibility it is and like, how do, you, how do you get that information to people? is still like all of those things like yes it needs to be comprehensive and inclusive and cover all of those things those things still all need to be in a school setting sort of your most basic yeah like you can't as much as i want you to cover every little detail of every one of those little things you can't you can't you can't in a school setting for many reasons many many reasons and I don't necessarily think you should, because that's also awful for the whoever's teaching that. Yeah, like, and that does put, like, a lot of responsibility, like, a yeah. lot of... Because I don't, I do not think that it is whoever is in the front of the classroom, like, their responsibility to make sure all these people turn out all right. Um, right. I think, honestly... And I will, I will <laughs> make this I mean, make sense. You can also, like, cover all of these things, like, at that basic level, and then give resources. Right. That's where I think it needs to come students from. to go and continue learning on their own. The thing that... Because there are good resources out there. That's where I think it needs to, like, move towards, is a place of, I'm going to give you all the basics, but then we have... A section in the library that has books on all sorts of these topics that go more in depth. We have here's all these websites. Here's numbers like all the crisis hotlines. Here's um, and we will sexual assault like housing places. Some resources in the um, episode notes, like that sort of thing. Um, because to answer the like whose responsibility it is, I think the most honest answer is that it's each individual's responsibility and that sucks it does suck because what that means and what that looks like to each individual is so completely different and that's not something that you can like mandate right so i really like i really think it has to be the i'm gonna give you the basics and i like think the basics need to include all those things um, but then it kind of just sucks because you have to leave it up to the person at a certain point to mm -hmm. do that education Which, for themselves. But I think then, I mean, say what you're going to say. But the thing about that is you have to make the resources for people to educate themselves so easily accessible that they have no excuse. Yes. <laughs> 
like, that. <laughs> like, like, it just has to be so, like, you can't, because it's so easy to put something off. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's also not going to work if you're like, oh, do this for homework. That doesn't work. Nobody wants to do homework about sex ed. <laughs> we all, we've all skipped homework We've all skipped homework. <laughs> but that information has to be so easily accessible and safe to access. Yes. Which is why I'm like, make a section of the library at school. Library. Um, because, you know, the whole, like, LGBTQ kids, you don't know what their home life is like. You don't know if they've come out if... to their parents. You don't know if they're safe to do so. Right. But make sure that they have resources at school. And, like, some of the times that means, here's the resources. You do not have to talk to anybody to go get that resource. Right. You can do it yourself. You can Nobody just go, like, it. sit in the corner of the library. and Yeah. Yeah. Safe and so easily accessible that, like, it would be silly not to go look at something. There's no excuse. Because yeah. I think... My thing right now is you and I have found all these resources, and so I want to bring this to TikTok in a minute, but... Uh, um, Which, Lacey Green, we um, discussed earlier with her YouTube series. She also has a book. It's um, a very good book. It's, a, it's an excellent book. Emma and I have both read it. It's... I gave it to my sister to read. It's really good. It's, like, the best that I have found on, like, sex education, and it's really, like, it's really thorough, and it's really, like, easy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's accessible. It's accessible. Because you can be medically accurate without it being, without it being way over your head. Way over your head. So, um, um her book is just, um, it's the same as her series. It's called Sex Plus, um, and it's available, like, on Amazon, and Barnes and Noble and all of those things. Yeah. But it's sex plus learning, loving, and enjoying your body. So it just, like, has all sorts of information about sex and anatomy and stuff that goes along with that. Relationships. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of my big things on the sort of the quality of sex ed in our society, especially our country, but, you know, um, in general, is that it's still so much of a, like, taboo do not talk about, (laughs) that these resources, even if they're not necessarily hard to find and they are out there, they're not necessarily being shared. Right. Um, so one I want to shout out right now is less about sex, even though that's what we're talking about, but a big part of sex ed for most people is also like puberty yeah which still should be included like that absolutely like like you said menstrual cycles and that sort of thing um but the one i want to shout out is period nirvana and what she does let me find her name kim rosa um but her whole thing is that she uses Inclusive language to talk about anybody who has a period. Um, and, and all, I mean, also going back to like what should be included in comprehensive sex education, like with the menstrual cycle, like all of your different options for that tampons, pads, right. menstrual cups, 
flex discs, like yeah. So all that shit. Cover her, it all. Her thing is that she shows you how to use different period products. Um, she her big thing is she tests um, disc and cups mm-hmm. because they are reusable and good for the environment. And and here's I made that switch thing. and it's magical. Here's another thing that I didn't know until more recently, um, but should be covered in with all of these other topics. There are certain like period products that you can't use with certain forms of birth control. Yes. Like, if you have an IUD, like I do, you aren't supposed to use a cup because the cup can create suction. suction. It should create suction or it will fall out. (laughs) But that can, like, mess with the placement of your IUD. Mm -hmm. But, with that being said, you can still use a million and two other things. Yeah. But also a... Because she is especially, like, reusable period products, which I think is something especially important to throw out there now. Because, one, that shit is expensive to buy. Yeah, it, they're so expensive. They're so expensive for no reason. Pink so, tax. Pink tax. So you're not it's having bad. to, with, like, reusable discs and cups, you're not having to buy them all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you're saving money. You're saving money. They're better I'm, for the environment. They're better for the environment. Um, they're more comfortable the grand majority of the time. Um... <laughs> At least I find them more I haven't tried them, but I also don't get my period. Right. Because um, of my IUD. But also right now when there's a shortage of tampons, you don't run into that. Yes. You can use the same one for like five years or something. Absolutely. Um, and they're very easy. But so there are still reusable options with IUDs. And, mm-hmm. you know. Like the disc. The disc, because it doesn't create suction. But yes, so that's what her whole page is. She focuses on the reusable stuff, but um, it does cover everything. She shows you with a model where things sit inside of you, which is magical. Okay. <laughs> and is gender inclusive. Yes, because not only women get periods and have uteruses. Like, people of all genders have all kinds of anatomy but that like literally changed my life and it was just something that happened to come up on my for you page the internet in general has a wealth of information if you know where to go yeah if you know where to find it or if it happens to find you yeah which is also like really fun and cool yeah when it just happens to find you and then your mind is blown yeah but yeah her page yeah because i think those things need to be covered in sex ed but then it like because all those things have different sizes and, you know, capacity and that sort of thing. And that does affect what you need to use personally. Mm-hmm. And so knowing what that means, like, same with like have. Same with, like, you know, sizes and varieties of condoms. condoms. Should also and be the varieties of lube and what yes. you can and can't use with certain condoms. And toys. And toys. Throw that out there. Toys. Toys. <laughs> toys are fun. <laughs> she smile. Yeah. Also, masturbation. <laughs> yes, is that the whole sentence? That I mean, <laughs> that should also be covered yes. in sex ed because you know that's also like. Penetrative sex is not the only kind of sex. Oral sex is sex. Masturbation is sex. 
cover it all. <laughs> yeah. None of it is bad. <laughs> Anal sex. I guess that's also penetrative. But, like, yeah. penis and vagina. Sex is not the only kind of sex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's also not, like, the best kind of sex. I'm she using air lots quotes. of air quotes. Um, yeah. You know, just... <sighs> also... I mean, just there are so many things that you could. There's so much information out there that people should know and don't. That I think is really fascinating. Because then, I mean, information that I have found just through listening to other podcasts, true crime podcasts, which is weird. Um, because Wine and Crime did boob crimes. Mm, yes. And they, um, in that, talked a lot about, like, like, breast milk and breastfeeding mm-hmm. and how, like, how... I would like, throw that in sex ed, too. That's what I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> how, like, it can change so much depending on, like, diet, hormones, like, if you're, if you have twins and you feed one... Like, if you Mm -hmm. specifically feed one with one boob and the other with the other boob, like, the breast milk will be different based on the child's needs. And it can change, like, even, like, hour to hour. Like, it changes so much. Um, Anatomy is wild. Yeah. I think that's something to add to... I think sex ed should cover... I mean, obviously, all versions of what sex can't be... But then follow through all the way to, like, oh, you've had a child now. Like, what does that look like? Because mm-hmm. I think, I mean, obviously, somebody who is carrying a child, like, their body's going to change. It's going to go through a lot of changes. Yeah. Because you're growing a whole ass human. human. And I'm not saying that has to go into a lot of detail because, obviously, you know. But then the, also. Like you said, like, public schools, that education is going into, you know, middle school high school somewhere in there mm-hmm. um so they don't need like all the nitty-gritty details right but put that in there because there is this whole because it would help dismantle the idea that your body like your body should look the same after you've had a child the whole bounce back idea yeah because again not a perfect solution none of these things are solved by one thing but that's the other in the right direction is like i'm not a scientist don't come for me but, um, like, things that I have learned from listening to true crime podcasts is there are, like, markers in, like, your, like, skeleton about, like, like that can tell whether you've had a child or not. Mm. Like, that makes sense. There, like, that. there are things that, like, that just change, mm-hmm. like, forever. Again, I'm not a scientist. But, like, again, it doesn't have to go into detail, because I still am very much, like, it should be the basics. But follow through on that. Yeah. Like, follow all the way through. And, because again, like, whether or not children are, you know, like, in your future, like, whether or not you want to have kids or anything, like, just makes you... A more knowledgeable person. And there's the whole other thing where if 
you know, you hope that young kids, and even, not that, I feel like it's hard to say that high schoolers are young, young kids, because we're really, realistically not that far from that. Um, right. We're but, only like, a teenagers, out of college. But. Um, you you hope that they're not going around having sex and that they're being if they are they're being safe, safe about, about it. it. Um, but if even if they're you hope that that's not what is happening and even into like further in their lives you hope people are you know being smart about what they're doing with their bodies and are comfortable and safe with what they are doing with their bodies. But if they are going to be having sex, they should know you know what the outcome of that could look like. Yeah. It's yeah. the whole, like, if you're going to be doing something, you should know... You should know the consequences. Potential consequences. Of and it. consequences is not a good or bad. Like, it's, it's just, just a... You that's know, what it is. You do from something... From A to B. That's how it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Because... And then you can have conversations with your partner. Right. About, like, if... Like, if we do this, this might happen. And so if this happens, what do we want to do about it? Yeah. Because that is something that you should, like, a conversation you should be having with your partner. And if you aren't, like, if you're not ready to have those conversations and to talk about that stuff, you're not ready to have sex. But this goes back to stuff on TikTok and kind of whose responsibility, like, where that responsibility of education lies. Mm -hmm. Um, I get a lot of gentle parenting videos for some reason, which is very odd for a 23-year-old who has no kids is not married, has no plan of having kids or getting married anytime soon. Um, but I'm getting these videos. But something that one in per- one mom in particular, and I follow her because she makes videos making fun of people making bad recipes. Um, <laughs> so I don't follow her for the gentle parenting. Just um, a side effect. It's just a side effect that I'm seeing those videos. But something that she does, and I think that is worth educating, this is people could educate themselves on, whether you're subscribing mm-hmm. to this whole gentle parenting thing or however you parent your kids, is what a what an age-appropriate um, conversation about bodies and, you know, getting into sex ed my, might look like. These are things that are on because my, my parenting board on Pinterest. Of course. Not that I have children, not that I'm planning on having children anytime soon. I'm not married. I'm not planning on getting married anytime soon. Right. But, disclaimers aside. Disclaimers aside. Like, I just think that those are, like... Like, that's a thing that I want to do if slash when I have children at some point in my life. Like, I want to give them that information Mm -hmm. and have those conversations. Because... So I save it. One of the... One of the things that... Like, this... Let me... I'm going to find her TikTok so we can throw it in the description. Um, see if I can say it now. But one of the thing, her things is, um, one of her things is that if her child is old enough to ask a question, this is one of your This is also one of my things. This has been one of my things long before I, this, before TikTok. But if a kid is old enough to ask a question, they deserve an answer. It doesn't have to be the most in-depth, in-depth answer, answer, but they but deserve an answer. They have, yeah, they deserve an answer. They have the question, give them an answer. Um, but it doesn't so, mean you yeah. have to go into graphic detail about, uh, like, 
but they need an answer. Because if you don't answer it, they're going to go find found it that information on their own. Um, her name is Mama Cusses. <laughs> yes, her TikTok <laughs> is Mama Cusses. Um, Gwena Waveland? Yeah, that's yeah. how I would say that. Um, the parenting yes. unexpert. But yeah, I... Um, she seems like a vibe. She is a vibe. Such a vibe. Um, honestly, goals for my future. Because she has a whole series, like on the whole gentle parenting thing, she has a whole series where it's kind of what I thought it would be versus what it is. Here's, I is have another idea. Uh, something. Mm-hmm. In this little, like, sex ed, sex series that we're apparently doing now, we should have a third episode, which is, like, empowerment, and that's where we can talk about thirst traps. Okay. We should make this a series. It can be this, um, we can do, we should do rape culture in this. Yes. And then empowerment. Yes. So we'll have our experience with sex ed, Mm -hmm. what we think sex ed should be, Rape and coercion culture. Mm-hmm. Empowerment. Yeah. Four parts. There we go. We got it, guys. Um, but, yeah, she's very funny. Michael. But she also, one of her things is she is taught um, her kids about consent from a very early age. Because consent is not just about sex. It's about anything. Yes. Um, Don't force your children to, like hugs yeah or it's stuff like that or anything like that like they are they're still human beings they are in charge of their own bodies like they yeah also deserve set like sex (laughs) 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 dear god no don't have sex with children they deserve to have like to give consent Mm -hmm. and like have a say in what and is happening to them but yeah so and i mean of course she's not the only person in the entire world doing this that's just who i happen to see yeah Um, but yeah. yeah, there's a way to, with like people talking about the, like the don't say gay law. That's bizarre. But like <laughs> nobody's going into a kindergarten classroom and explaining to these kids what sex is. Right. But you could like you should be able to go into the classroom and be like, you do not have to hug somebody if you do not. If want you to. don't want to, that is an age appropriate conversation to have with a five year old. Yes, and and should be had because if you establish that early, like that's how we're going to. I mean, there's many steps and parts that will create change, but mm-hmm. that's a that's a big one. If you start with if you kids, yeah, if you start with itty bitty children, and you say you don't have to give anybody a hug if you don't want to, nobody can like nobody should make you. Yeah, like nobody should touch you or make you touch them mm-hmm. if you don't want to. Yeah, age-appropriate conversations. Oh, and pee after sex. (laughs) (laughs) You have to keep that at the end. (laughs) Advice. (laughs) Pee after sex. Good advice. Proud of you. Don't get a UTI. All right. Thank you for listening to Brunette's Beans and Babble. You can follow us on Instagram at Brunette's Beans Babble and Twitter at Beans Babble. If you want to weigh in on the discussion or suggest a topic for us to babble about or some beans for us to try, you can email us at brunettesbeansbabble at gmail.com. Brunette's Beans and Babble is hosted by Emma Lane and Emily Moreland. 
Our cover art was designed by Emma Lane. Web design by Emily Moreland. Our music is Cheery Monday by Kevin McLeod. Thanks for listening, and we will babble with you next time. Thank you.